Oh. You know, you know it's not a good night when I get Chipotle. Because I'm just eating away the pain with my double chicken breed. At least they had guac, though. At least they had guac. I've had a couple times where I am just on in full tilt mode. It's incredibly tilted. Get to Chipotle, no guac. At least they had guac this time. Just... Just kept getting burned by massive chalk. Luka Doncic and Steven Adams. Every slate I'm fading, I'm being the GPP bro. I'm playing some good contrarian plays. And it just doesn't matter. Because Luka goes for 100 every game. And Steven Adams, 27 rebounds. All right, so I'm just like, all right. Can't keep getting burned. I just can't. Can't keep happening. I just, I gotta eat chalk, Luca and Steven tonight. I just, I can't keep getting punished. So I did, again, I did what the reasonable person would do. Plays chalk, Steven Adams. And I take the under on Jaron Jackson Jr. rebounds. Jaron Jackson Jr. at high ownership on a small slate. Guy's always in foul trouble. He's someone I want to play at low ownership, not at high ownership. What happens tonight? Random massive foul trouble for Adams. Jaron Jackson Jr. breaks the slate. And Luka Doncic, when I just kept fading him, I kept fading him. He plays the entire second half. I'm tilting. Why is Luca playing the entire second half? I can't keep getting away with playing him the entire second half. Finally play. No chance he's playing in the fourth quarter. Massive blowout. Everything hurts right now. Everything Hurts. And no, Jaron Jackson Jr. was not the worst play of the slate. I like to over-exaggerate a little bit when I'm tilted on Twitter, all right? Sue me. It's not the worst play. Tyus Jones or Santiel Dama was the worst play. But that's different. We don't need to talk about that in this, on this video. At least the, the burrito bowl is good. That's that's about all I can say about the positive night. And did hit the, the the YouTube play two for two. So on prize picks, that I guess those were the two redeeming parts of this night. But yeah, I mean, I, I really hate myself for playing Stephen Adams and seeing my boy Singoon absolutely smash. I was just like, I, I really hate myself. I really why couldn't Stephen Adams get in foul trouble yesterday? I took the under on Stephen Adams. Like 200 rebounds, the prop was set, and he goes over it in like 20 minutes yesterday. And I fade him in DFS and just smashes. Why couldn't it happen yesterday when there was so much value? But today, there's no value. I'm stuck playing Eric Gordon and 
Reggie Bullock, who, let me just tell you this. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy for roster Reggie Bullock. But all right, guys, let's talk about this 11-game slate. Happy Friday. Woo! Um, if you guys are new, my name's DK. Uh, we'll cover the NBA DFS slate. The sponsor of today's video is Prize Picks. The NBA board is not up. Oh, it just added a couple plays. It is up. So if you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks, it is a player prop site. Uh, you build two, three, four, five, up to six player props, can win up to 25x your money. If you are a first-time user, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to 100 dollars and more in-depth content that is linked down below whether it be dfs or prize picks all right so let's talk about this 11 game slate uh enough of tonight i'm ready to move on and uh yeah so portland indiana is the first game here Nurkic is probable gary payton is questionable jeremy grant is questionable now, i'm not exactly sure who would start if jeremy grant's out probably watford but i guess they could go small with like keon johnson or shaden sharp possibly so We'll see. You know, it's the early game, so we'll know. Um, but as far as the, the rest of the Blazers go, Damian Lillard at 9-7. I think a pretty good tournament play. You know, not a priority at this price point, but always a guy that does uh, bring that upside. If Jeremy Grant's out, it's going to make guys like Simons, Hart, Nurkic look a little bit better. The minutes on Nurkic have been a bit disappointing of late. He did fall out in 25 minutes, so we know Nurkic is a good point-per-minute guy, though. And then, yeah, Gary Payton, if he plays and there's no limit, would be playable at 3-3, but I assume he's still going to be on some sort of a limit. And then if Jeremy Grant's out, then, you know, whoever starts would probably be my favorite option, whether it be Sharp or Watford, maybe Cam Johnson. Let's move on to Indiana. On the Indiana side, Halburn and Turner like the ceiling on them. You know, Portland, not necessarily the best uh, defensive team. So I think they're both pretty decent plays in both formats. Miles Turner had like seven blocks last game, five blocks. I mean, that he can do that. He started really slow, which tilts me because it took his over fantasy score and prize picks uh, yesterday. But as far as the rest of, of uh, Indiana goes, Buddy Heald is a guy that does have a ceiling in the mid-range. You know, he's a guy that's relatively scoring dependent. I mean, last game, kind of an outlier, six assists, nine boards. Normally, he's, you know, getting most of the fantasy points from scoring. And the value, I think, is all fine. I mean, Matherin, Aaron Naismith, Nemhart, even Jalen Smith. Right now, Jalen Smith playing the backup five. Isaiah Jackson was in the G League uh, last game. So this group for value is like, yeah, they're playable. Matherin, Naismith, Nemhart, Jalen Smith, all fine options. Chicago and Philadelphia. Alex Russo, questionable. If he misses, would solidify the minutes here for Io DeSumo, who's already been playing 30-plus minutes. I think Io, probably my favorite play in the Bulls. If he's going to continue to play low to mid-30s minutes, only 4-2. I like him. Uh, the big three, DeRozan, Vooch, and Levine. You know what I'm going to say here, right? All in play for tournaments. On a big slate, though, hard to prioritize one of those guys. Patrick Williams is 4K. We should see around 30 minutes from him. Another fair value play like uh, Io. And if there's no Caruso, then maybe we can consider guys like Kobe White, or go on Drogic at 3-3-3-1. They would probably see a slight minutes bump on the Philadelphia side. So Joel Embiid already ruled out. We'll see, you know, against a bigger Chicago team, will Philadelphia start the small lineup with Tucker or maybe they do start Montrez Harrell? But yeah, James Harden 10-1, going to be a great play in both formats. Um, was really bad last game, which tilted me. But uh, yeah, he gets a pretty big usage bump without Embiid. And uh, yeah, I think he's, he's still too cheap here at 10.1K. Maxi minutes were somewhat back to normal. I know last thing went to overtime, so what, 32 minutes in regulation? You know, if we get confirmation he's no longer in a limit, then I would have, you know, I think he would be playable. Tobias Harris kind of indifferent on him in the mid-range. Melton, eh, he's fine. Montrez Harrell intrigues me with 4 or 5. Last game, Paul Reeders was not in the rotation. He saw 28 minutes for Montrez. So if they're just going to run Montrez a lot at the 5 and not play Paul Reed, then a 4.5 guy do have some interest in him. He could possibly start to. PJ Tucker's 3-2. I just... 
I just don't think you could pay me to play P.J. Tucker. I, I really don't. So uh, let's move on to New York and Toronto. So New York, uh, well, I faded Chalk Jalen Brunson last slate. That obviously didn't go well. Career game, 17 of 27. But here's the thing, right? They're just going to play massive minutes. Brunson and Randall both should play around 40 minutes. Um, it's not necessarily the best matchup, but they're both in play for the minutes. Quickly also, quick, 46 minutes is absolutely out of this world. 46 of the 48 minutes for Emmanuel quickly. Now, with quickly, his usage is not going to be as high playing alongside Brunson or Randall. But if he's going to play every minute of the game, then yes, he's playable. Uh, Grimes, yeah, he's going to see a ton of run. He's fine. Mitchell Robinson, if he can stay out of foul trouble, does have a ceiling. You know what I'm going to say, though. This guy is so up and down. He's always in foul trouble. It's just, it's a frustrating roster. It's really a frustrating roster. McBride will see rotation minutes. Not enough for me to get to him. They only played 10 minutes last game. So um, let's move on to Toronto. On the Toronto side, it's another team where, like, uh, you know, I play a Van Fleet, it's a Siakam game. I play Siakam, it's a Van Fleet game. I play one of these wings, it's someone else. It's just, like, this team's starting to piss me off, all right? They're, they're playing big minutes, but I just can't get these guys right right now. Siakam, he's going to play around 40 minutes, 10.2. Feels priced about right. Obviously, Van Fleet had a massive game. But look at the last five games, from 44, 39, 18, 21, 65. Who knows? Scotty Barnes, OG. Again, they're up and down, too. I just... The positive is these, all, these guys are going to play massive minutes. So, like, I think all five starters are going to play. And Gary Trent Jr., my arch nemesis, has been playing very well, too. Also played 45 minutes with 40 minutes in regulation. So, basically, I have interest in all five starters. But I just know if I play one of these guys, they're going to have a floor game. It's going to be the other starters that do well. And with all the starters playing just massive minutes, I can't get to anyone on the bench. Brooklyn, New Orleans, KD, Kyrie, both in play. Uh, once again, I think I slightly prefer Kyrie to KD for the discount. Kyrie's 8-7, KD's 10K. Uh, both have a similar floor plus ceiling, but yeah, I'll give the edge there to Kyrie. Ben Simmons, minutes kind of been all over the place. So Nick Claxton been playing consistently low 30s minutes. I think he's a pretty safe play. Ben Simmons, if you told me he's going to play like 35 minutes, I would definitely play him. But his minutes are just, yeah, they're not great right now. So that, that does worry me a bit. I think Royce O'Neal is relatively safe. 4-3, should play a ton. Shot 0 of 9 last game. So that's probably not going to happen again. DJ Warren, questionable. Um, if he misses, you probably just get more run for, for Royce and Seth Curry, who's been playing well uh, since being re-entered in the rotation. The downside of Seth Curry, though, is he's pretty score independent, so he can still hurt you. But 3.5K, if you give me a 25 to 30 minutes from Seth Curry, I'm totally fine taking that shot. New Orleans, so no Zion, no Ingram. We don't know the status of Nansen and Hernan Gomez. Uh, I like TJ McCollum in both formats. Um, obviously, it's a pretty big bump of those two guys off the court. It'll be the clear go-to guy. He looks good. I like JV as well. Played 30-plus minutes last game, 32 minutes. Now, keep an eye on Nance. If Nance plays, then JV's minutes a little bit more in question. But, like, if Nance and Hernan Gomez are both out, you should get 30-plus minutes from JV. And the wings, I think it's going to come down to ownership. So, last game, Najee and Trey Murphy got a majority of the ownership. Uh, you saw 29 fancy points in 33 minutes for Najee. You saw Trey Murphy have subpar game, 18 fancy points in 29 minutes. And then Herbert Jones went for 21 fancy points in 31 minutes. So, like... If everyone plays Najee Marshall, I'll just play Trey Murphy or Herb Jones, right? So it's like, I think all these wings look pretty similar. And I'll probably, if I'm going to play one, it probably will be whoever's the lowest owned. And then if Nance and Hernan Gomez are both out, I would assume you get backup five run for Jackson Hayes, which would look good. If, you know, Nance is in, sure you can play him. If Nance is out and Hernan Gomez is in, he's playable in tournaments. And then Alvarado should see decent run off the bench, play 21 minutes last game. I think he's a viable GPP value play. Washington OKC, I actually do like this Washington team a good amount. No Beal, good matchup, and they're going to run a tight rotation. So 
Porzingis and Kuzma like the ceiling on them. They get a usage bump with Beal off the court. Porzingis, a little bit of a higher ceiling, but Kyle Kuzma at a reasonable price at 8-4. I think both these guys look decent at the top. And then I like the value plays here. Monte Morris should, should see around 30 minutes. I think he's a decent play. Gafford, Ben starting, Ben playing, you know, pretty good minutes. I think he's a pretty good value play here, as long as he stays out of foul trouble. Been doing a better job of that, but I just know if I buy into Gafford, he'll get massive foul trouble. Denny Advia should get more run as well. Um, I'm expecting 25 to 30 minutes. I think he's a good play at 4-6. Corey Kispert, I would guess, continues to start for Brad Beal. You know, he'll play a lot, but he's a low-usage guy. Um, still playable, though. And uh, yeah, so that's it for Washington. I-, I like basically all the main guys here. Like, all the rotation guys, I think, are pretty good plays. On the Thunder, so, I mean, Shea Gilbert-Alexander, 9.8K, always a guy you can get to at the top. Um, you know, does have a ceiling, but a little bit quiet of late last games, 42, 28, 46 fancy points. Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, they're playable in the mid-range. Ludort playable. Um, I'm not sure who they're going to start at the five. They can go small and start Kenneth Williams at the five. They could start, I guess, like Muscala or Bazy, who's kind of been out of the rotation. Like, they don't have a lot of bigs here, so... Like, if they start Kenrich Williams at 3-7, I would assume he probably plays mid-20s minutes. I would like him for value if he starts. Um, but yeah, Muscala will probably mix in, maybe some Baisley. I don't know if Amorier is with the team or not. We'll see uh, tomorrow. But um, I would say mainly the main guys, and then keep an eye on who starts at the 5 there. Charlotte, Milwaukee, not a ton I love here for Charlotte. Definitely some blowout risk. Really bad team going up against, you know, one of the best teams in the NBA. Ubre out. I believe Gordon Hayward is still out. You should get McDaniel to continue to start. Um, I think he's like a decent play at 4.8K. LaMelo is fine in tournaments at 9.9. You know, if they're going to stay competitive in this game, it's probably LaMelo. Rogier is just there. The front court guy is still priced about right. If you think the game blows out, I mean, I think Mark Williams is a bit intriguing. Good point per minute guy, 3.9K. Been playing the backup five over Nick Richards. So he's a little bit interesting to me, that being Mark Williams. And the Milwaukee side... Giannis back, Drew Holiday, or Giannis is available. Drew Holiday uh, should be back. I don't have interest in Drew Holiday unless he starts and is no longer at a limit. Giannis, though, if you think the game is competitive, he has a massive ceiling. 84, 81, 81, and 72 fancy points over the last four games. The bigs both feel priced about right. Value, just, eh, they're just there. Allen, Carter, Connaughton with Drew Holiday back. Yeah, probably can't really prioritize any of those guys. Detroit, San Antonio, so unfortunately, this game looks pretty appealing to target because you've got two bad teams going up against each other. you had the Pistons, who ran a pretty tight rotation last game. Yeah, this game is, is appealing, and I hate myself for saying that, but, but Boyan Madanovic at 6-3, I mean, should play over 30 minutes if the game stays close. He's a guy that probably has the highest ceiling on this team, gone from 40-plus now in two of the last three games. Like his upside, I think Killen Hayes is a good play in both formats. Did not have the best shooting game. Played 35 minutes, one for 33 fans points. You also did not see Corey Joseph in the rotation. That was good to see. Jaden Ivey still only played 27 minutes, but he's been relatively productive on the court. Alec Burke's been playing a bit more off the bench. 5K, like his ceiling. Um, Jalen Duren, Isaiah Stewart, you know, they'll split the center minutes. Uh, Stewart will start alongside Duren, and then they'll kind of... Um, Stagger their minutes. Jalen Duren played 32 minutes last game. He's only 4.9K. I like the price point. I like the price point on, on Isaiah Stewart, too. So, like, you can tell, right? I'm liking a lot of these Pistons. Sadiq Bay even at 4-3. Really hate him for hitting that fadeaway three to win the game. I re- needed overtime in the worst way, but 4-3 is playable. Diallo saw rotation minutes. He saw a couple rotation minutes for Gruder. No uh, McGruder. No uh, minutes there for Corey Joseph. So, Scary, but I think the Pistons look good. And the Spurs side, no Devin Vassell. We don't know the status of Jay Rich and uh, Kata Bates-Diop. I mean, sub-7K, Keldon Johnson against the Pistons. That should play mid-30s minutes. 
kind of like that. Jakob Pertle feels a little bit too cheap. I would expect 25 to 30 minutes from him. I think Trey Jones is pretty safe at 5'7". Should see low 30s minutes. A guy that has a pretty high floor because he can stuff a stat sheet. Um, don't even mind Zach Collins, who's going to play the backup five. He'll play whenever Pertle's not out there. Sohan was really bad last game. Again, he only does well when he's massive chalk and a really, really bad play. But um, yeah, he's playable. And then if Jay Rich and McDermott are both out, I mean, you probably get Langford starting. Um, gotten some foul trouble last game, but he could be viable there at only 3.1. Cleveland-Denver, so Donovan Mitchell is resting. Uh, Darius Garland, questionable. If Darius Garland is out, I mean, I think we got to go to Karis LeVert. He'd probably be the best play at the slate at sub 6K. So he'd look really, really good. If Garland plays and there's no limit on him, which I don't think there would be since this is a thumb, do like his ceiling. He has disappointed, though, recently when Mitchell's been out. He's been not great, but he does get a bump there. The front court guys are kind of just fine with, with Allen and Mobley. And then um, I do like Chetty Osman either way, like if if uh, Garland plays or not. Um, I would expect probably 25 to 30 minutes off the bench for him. So 3.9K, do like him. Um, someone asked me about Isaac Okoro the other day if I would play him. Um, I have a bag of garbage next to me on the right-hand side. Um, I would rather eat that bag of garbage than play Isaac Okoro. All right, Denver. So uh, Denver playing tonight, unless something happens to any of these guys, I assume everyone's going to play. I mean, it's a back-to-back, so maybe you get like Murray resting. We'll see. Uh, Jokic, you can play him any single matchup. Uh, Cleveland, tougher defensively, but if you have enough value you're comfortable with, totally fine with Jokic. Murray, Gordon, MPJ, all fine tournament plays. There's nothing that stands out for me on Denver going up against a tough matchup against Cleveland, but some guys you can look to in GPPs. Clippers and, and Timberwolves. So since it's a back-to-back, I would guess that Kawhi Leonard rest. You might, like, Paul George could sit here too. I guess someone said in the Discord right before I made this video that the broadcast said that Paul George is on some sort of a limit tonight, which, like, it would have been nice to know. But, um, yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. If, if Paul George plays, and obviously Kawhi Leonard sits, then I think Paul George at 8.9K would be a good play, assuming no limitations. If they both sit, then we got to start looking pretty heavily into these value plays. And John Wall also was a late scratch tonight, too, so he'll be available. Like, if there's no Kawhi and no Paul George, then it's a situation where we're looking at guys like Reggie and Wall and Paul and Morris and Mann and Kennard all look really, really good for value. So um, there could be a lot of value for the Clippers if both those guys rest. On the Minnesota side, um, still no cap. Anthony Edwards, D'Lo, like the ceiling on them. They're going to play a ton of minutes. They're both in play. Rudy Gobert has just been absolutely awful, but he did play 35 minutes last game, so that was good to see. I guess he finally had a decent game when I finally faded. But yeah, if Nas Reed is out, Gobert's going to look a little bit better. Slow-mo, McDaniels are just there. Jalen Wells 4-5. Obviously, he's 25 minutes on the bench. He's fine in GPPs. About a couple games here. Miami-Phoenix. This one will be a quick game. Um, on the Miami side, there's really just nothing that stands out. Basically, fully healthy team. Guys priced up. Not necessarily the best matchup. It's just like, if you want to take a shot in Bam or Jimmy or Hero, fine. I think my favorite play probably, I guess, would be Oladipo. 35, 30, and 32 minutes over the last three games. I think he's, I guess, my favorite play in Miami. On the Phoenix side, I just have, I have no idea what to do with this team. No idea. I don't know what to make of it. They're getting blown out. They're winning games they shouldn't. I just, I don't know. I have no idea what to do with Phoenix. You see, this is why you subscribe. You get this type of in-depth content, right? Right? You, you tell me what to do with Phoenix. You want to play Paul 
at seven. Uh, Chris Paul is either like killing you or he's just smashing. DeAndre Aiden, there's games where he looks like he couldn't be even, he shouldn't be at an NBA court, and there's games where he's dominating. Bridges, I mean, this guy shoots like 5% from the field when I play him. If I fade, he goes for like five steals and smashes. Landry Shamet is 4 5. Like, it's disgusting, but he played 36 minutes last game. Corey Craig is still seeing rotation minutes. You want to take a shot in Damian Lee? Fine. Dario Sarge started last game, but he's not going to play. Like, I just. I don't know what to do, all right? I don't know what to do here. Atlanta Lakers final game. This game is appealing. So I mentioned my YouTube stream yesterday how I really like the Hawks front court in tournaments. Um, Collins absolutely smashed, and O'Connell got in foul trouble, which is pretty, that's just typical, right? Probably one of these guys, one of the front court guys is going to get in foul trouble and bust, and the other one's going to smash. So hopefully you get on the right guy. But Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, I like the ceiling, both of them, I think they're both good GPP plays. Capella's once again out. Okongu Collins, like them both. Again, Collins back-to-back really big games, but you have seen some big games from Okongu as well, right? He's had a couple 40 bombs in here too, so I like the Hawks front court, right? One of those guys is going to really hurt you. One of them's probably going to have a really good game, and even some of these secondary guys I think are playable. Bogdanovich should see over 30 minutes. He's sub-6K, and DeAndre Hunter played a lot last game, uh, 38, 36 minutes over the last two. I think he's even playable. Finally, the Lakers, LeBron is expected back. Um... Lonnie Walker is, I believe, out again. Yeah, out again. And then Troy Brown Jr., questionable. Westbrook is uh, probable. So, like the ceiling of LeBron at 10-7. Again, this is a game that should be played at a fast pace. So, he's playable. Westbrook's fine in GPPs. I think Thomas Bryant's a decent play in both formats. Going up against a bigger front court. He should see over 30 minutes. The rest is like, yeah, yeah, you can play Schroeder. You can play Reeves. You can play Papev. If Troy Brown's out, I feel a little bit better about those guys' minutes. But... That is really it. So that's going to wrap up the video today. Uh, Thanks again, guys, for watching. Again, if you're new, enjoy. Like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I'll see you all in the next video.